This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Bev's Video Kingdom is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Bev's Video Kingdom really is brought to you by... What the fuck? What's up, dude? One of my renters broke the toilet again. That dude takes giant shits. I know what I'm doing tomorrow. Why don't you hire a property management company or something to take care of that stuff? Because they suck, and they take 10%. You know, our dude Hank owns and manages Heritage Realty Partners. I think he said he only charges 5%, and he visits each property at least once a month. That's right. He's always posting beers from the road. You have his number? Actually, I do. His personal number is 805-451-5734. Perfect. Now he can deal with my renter's big shits. Heritage Realty Partners. For all your property management and investment needs. Best Video Kingdom is brought to you by Filea Fellas Restaurante. Hey there, how are you? Feeling hungry? I bet you are. Well, I have the perfect place for you. Come on out to Filea Fellas Restaurante. That's right, we specialize in filleted food. Because there ain't nobody better at filleting flesh than us guys. We got filet mignon, chicken filets, Fish fillets, anything that we can fillet, we do it. Now, you may have heard a rumor about some mystery meat fillet, but I ain't no fucking rat, and I ain't saying no fucking nothing, because you can't fucking prove nothing, so you just keep your fucking mouth shut, or I'll fucking shut it, capiche? All right, where was I? Bring your crew on down today. We'll have a sit-down and eat food so fine you feel like a made man. Don't be a schnook. Get your ass down to Filet of Fellas Restaurante today. And don't forget about us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I applaud the commitment. I mean, that was know. more f bombs per per second than right. Uh, Tommy. All right. What is up, BB Keelan? I love that we play our theme music live because mm-hmm. we all just start bopping our heads. It's like it's almost like you're getting pumped up for like a sporting event or something. It's like you Absolutely. get that energy going, you get ready, you get excited. You're getting pumped so. up before you go out, put the pads on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. man. I mean, most play most people would just, you know, put it back in, in post. They would add that. Nope. Not us. Nope. We do it live because you know, sometimes shit happens and it gets funny. All right. Hey, this is the Best Video Kingdom podcast. My name is Brad. Uh Scotch, how you doing today? How you doing? doing oh, good shit. talking fucking good fellas i forgot he, he he spent the whole last uh uh two weeks uh living in um where were you at in brooklyn sure yeah brooklyn's probably not <laughs> brooklyn's probably not as rough as it used think, to be i don't think that yeah well, if, if, if yeah, of all Newark. the articles about gentrification uh, uh I was in, told me i was in jersey you're you in know, jersey yeah. okay that makes more sense there you go um but uh, you know what two of, we're, we're down two members today uh i think there might be a hit out for, for Nate. Oh, I whacked those fuckers. Oh, you just yeah. killed them. Okay. I just fucking killed them. I probably shouldn't say that live on the air. No, I mean. Um, but yeah, they. I don't think they can prove anything yeah. just by just some conjecture of they us had, talking about it. We're being, we're silly. Yeah. We're a silly podcast. We say silly shit. Right. So. They had some namby-pamby excuses, and so I whacked them. Okay. So, well, yeah. that's what happens. So that means we are actually brought to you. 
not brought, <laughs> brought to you. <laughs> we are we are <laughs> going to bring to you uh, a couple uh, one one not newbie and one newbie. That's a very articulate way to say it. One not newbie and one newbie. <laughs> uh, our not newbie is Matt Marlowe from the Real Drunks podcast. Maddie, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, we are. A, it is a pleasure to have you here. And our second guest is the P-Man. The P-Man is a longtime listener and longtime uh, friend of Scotch. Um, he's, uh, my brother's band's biggest fan. Um, he, he's played music with both Scotch and my brother. Well, an original mosh dog is an original mosh dog. One of the greatest Mm -hmm. bands that you've never heard of. Uh, there's just a lot of things going on with P man. Welcome. We are so glad to have you here. I'm so happy to be here, Brad. Thanks for having me. I am stoked. So we're going to talk good fellas. If you didn't figure that out yet, uh, we let you know this weekend. We gave you like a little preview. We had the shine box up there on the socials just Mm -hmm. trying to get you pumped up. And if you could figure it out, if you knew the shine box reference, you knew what we were talking Mm -hmm. about. Goodfellas is our movie. Martin Scorsese from 1990, uh, a budget of $25 million. And it didn't do necessarily great at the theaters. That blew my mind when I saw that number. $47 million worldwide. That is nice. So I mean, I mean, and that's with post Oscars release again, like right, and, and with some buzz and everything, and it only got forty seven mil. What again? We don't get to see here is DVD sales, I mean, and right. I think every college dorm I ever went to, uh, the guys had this copy of a DVD yeah. in their collection. Yeah. I mean, it, it went probably yeah. wild on on post uh, uh, movie release sales. So I think adjusted for inflation, but it is a hundred million or whatever. But still, it just it, that just seems like a low number. Well, you know. You talked about this before, as you guys are, the, you know, podcast of the year for the Denny's. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> we, we might talk about that in we a were, second. We weren't going to say anything but about that. I was going to say I had to bring that up because the Denny's that was our category, mine and Jake's for the real drunks was best movie of the nineties. Oh yeah, and Goodfellas actually won that. Oh okay, I didn't even yeah. know about I forgot that movie. All about I didn't that. even know that movie existed until I saw that on the Denny's. I was like, shit, I should probably watch that. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> glad, glad we can bring that to you. Bring that to your attention. <laughs> uh, Matty, thanks. Uh, Matt is a member of the Deluxe Edition Network with us, uh, and he has been podcast of the month uh, just a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we are podcast of the year. I don't like to rub that in his face, but you know, as much shit as he's talking about. I mean, he brought it up. I mean, he I, brought was, it up. I was podcaster of the week. Like a month ago, so that's true. That is true. And if, if our if our podcast of the year belt disappears tonight, I mean, somebody else might get. Whacked. Well, I got my eyes on it. Yeah. Scotch. Uh, I mean, he's in whacking moods. I've so already rubbed my be balls careful. on it. <laughs> 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 he was trying to creep up there I'll, to get some scotches, and I think I uh, maybe we didn't notice. I'll I heard a zip. Too. <laughs> So, uh, Deluxe Edition Network also has podcasts of the month for August. And Scotch, what are those pods? They are The Broken System and Quad Pro Quo. Look at that. Uh, Two very different pods. One's a a kind of a comedy movie pod. The other one, a very serious true crime. Um, Better get yourself prepared because it's dealing with uh, the broken government system and judicial system. Law enforcement. Yeah. So when things go bad. So worth checking out uh, all the Deluxe Edition Network podcasts. So that being said, Goodfellas, um, how many saw this at the theater? I know I was 11 years old when this comes out, so I'm not seeing this at the theater. Any of you guys see this at the theater? I was eight. 
I mean, we've got a couple yeah. guys here who were like 29, 30, <laughs> 30 I think. In their 30s, maybe. Something like that. Uh, no, you guys were yeah. like, what, 15? So, uh, Do you remember 90? coming across like, like 16? In, yeah. in high school, were people talking about this movie? Do you remember anything about it at nope. all? I don't think I saw it till college, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it had to be a college film. Like, yeah. definitely on DVD. And uh, yeah, it wasn't something that, you know, and I, I wasn't really a big Oscars watcher, so it wasn't like I was watching all the Oscar films and following the buzz on that. And so, um, I think it was just one of those movies that you just keep hearing about and it's like, Oh dude, you haven't seen Goodfellas? Oh shit. You know, blah, blah, blah. And you know, it definitely came up in a lot of the same conversations as like Scarface and, and all those movies, which in college and you're a dude, those are your, those are your movies like Scarface. You gotta have seen Scarface and this and that. And this was definitely one of them. Um, I mean, definitely obviously one of the greatest gangster movies ever. Can I do narrator voice real quick? Sure. Brad never saw Scarface. Oh wow! Wow! <laughs> I mean, it's been a while since we had one of those. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know. never, I never fail to impress with some of my <laughs> my uh, some of my you know blind spots, and and that is one. I've seen parts. I've seen yeah. multiple different scenes from that movie. I've never seen it the whole. I don't movie. remember the last time I saw it from start to finish, but um, I know I have. So <laughs> I've probably only seen it once from start to finish. Like I've yeah. seen it like bits and pieces of it. Many, many, many times, yeah. but probably only once all the way through. Yeah. Well, there you go. Wow. See, so, um, oh, there he goes again. How many? You guys aren't running out to watch it every weekend, so fuck. <laughs> I mean, you can say, oh, I've seen it, but it's not like you're throwing it in the DVD every year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I, I didn't see this until like the whole Sopranos, like, okay. You know, that whole phase came out because yeah. my brother was super, older brother, super into like all the mobster movies when I was younger. And then. Sopranos came out. He goes, "Oh, you like Sopranos? You gotta watch this. You gotta watch this. You right. gotta watch this." So he's like, "Goodfellas, Casino, you know." Yeah, I could definitely see how Sopranos can get a lot of people going back and and, and yeah. watching all those classics like that. Oh so. yeah, for sure. Well, most of the cast from Sopranos is also <laughs> That's in his point. Movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That's your P man. So you say college? You're thinking definitely sometime in college on DVD. One of those nights where you just pop something in. You have nothing going on. And that begs the question: When you're saying about Sopranos. Lauren Bracco, hotter in Sopranos or hotter as Karen in Goodfellas? Oh, Ooh. Ooh. that's a good one because because Sopranos, she's got that like hot like glasses librarian, you know, doctor look. Yeah. And I think, but, and, but also, but in Goodfellas, she's got like the big hair, like sexy, like. There's I no think, wrong Lauren Bracco. No, I'm just saying the Sopranos version for me is a little bit cut above yeah yeah i, I think sopranos as well I, I think and she's i think she's a little bit skinnier and 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 then i start thinking of like cocaine and stuff like that i know I don't, I don't know if she wasn't doing it but at the same time she's really skinny i think she's a little bit more filled out in in sopranos and, well yeah she's a little bit older yeah. and yeah, yeah so i think i dig that can i can i share something since brad was so nice to share something i've never seen the sopranos oh Ooh. okay <laughs> <laughs> this side of the table is just not liking this side of the table. Hey, I'm sitting here with Philistines the, and Cretans. They the, haven't the, seen the I, I've seen tons of clips, I've, and I know how hot she is in it because I've seen a lot of those scenes, but I, just, I never watched a single episode. The Mafia movie community, it seems like they're usually pretty hardcore. It's like you have to have seen mm -hmm. Godfather. Um, you got to have seen Goodfellas. you got to have seen Sopranos. Um, my uh, my dad and my brother, who I usually watched my movies with when I was young, especially in 1990, I'm gonna be it, it's something they're gonna be renting and putting mm -hmm. on, and I'm just gonna like sneak in and watch it, like like someone like RoboCop. They weren't big on the mafia movies, mm, so yeah. it's like I I never saw Godfather growing up. I never saw uh, Goodfellas. In fact, later on, I think I saw Casino first. I think I watched Casino before I ever watched Goodfellas, mm -hmm. which probably clouds me a little bit into like appreciating Casino 
as what I think is the better movie versus Goodfellas, and we'll have that discussion a little bit later. Absolutely, but mm-hmm. P Man and I were talking about that before you guys we started this thing. Yeah, yeah. so I, I did not um, get into Goodfellas until later on. So I mean, I definitely saw it. I think it was either a little maybe probably post college. I checked it out and. I really like it. I mean, it's it's it and Casino both have this style about them, and, and the, the the needle drops and all the things that we're going right. to talk about. It, it's very uh, interesting movie making, and and Scorsese, of course, can hang his belt on those because those are two great movies. Well, whenever this movie's brought up, it's always brought up as one of the greatest films ever, and definitely one of the greatest gangster films ever. And most of my life, I've kind of always thought, really, is it? I never. I when I first saw it. I, it maybe got hyped up too much. I don't know. I didn't love it. And uh, so I sat, we, when we picked this, I was like, we, of course, we got to do it. And I was actually really looking forward to watching it. And I watched it. And this was the most I've ever enjoyed watching it, was this time. Gotcha. I will 100% agree with you there. Because I hadn't seen it in years. And then when I got the, I got the bat signal thrown up yesterday, <laughs> I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to go home and I'm going to watch this. And it's been probably like 10 years since I've seen it. I was like, right. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like... I wasn't like look at the clock like oh, is this almost over? No, I was like oh, oh yeah, keep going, keep going. I love this. It was great, but I'm also with Brad on this. It's it's not my favorite mm-hmm. mobster movie. I'm not saying Casino. I think Casino and that one are up there together. But I've got to go like the Godfather series, mm-hmm. not three. Three is horrible. Well, yeah, I mean you really can't argue <laughs> that Godfather is yeah, the that's, greatest. Yeah, even though I've never seen Godfather Part Two. Oh my oh, god. <laughs> So many revelations. What is happening? So many revelations. Somebody gets fucking Uh, whacked tonight. Scotch and I, you know, we are a part of a movie podcast that has put out a lot of episodes. And uh, just so you know, we tell you from the start, we are not cinephiles. We aren't aren't those folks that had all these like checklists and said, I got to get through all these movies because this is what a cinephile does. We are not that. We like the movies we like. Um, we're not as bad as, <laughs> as some folks like my brother who only watch movies they've seen before. Right. We, That's uh, hilarious, by the way. That's <laughs> <laughs> one of the best lines ever on this pod. But um, we are just sometimes, you know, life happens and you miss a movie or you don't yeah. get to it. And sitting down to watch it right now when we have the entire social media and internet at our fingertips, it's very difficult sometimes to uh, say. So, Brad, you've seen, ev- you've seen every episode of Sledgehammer at least three or four times. <laughs> this is Sledgehammer. Okay, but important, you, important you couldn't just pour media. in Godfather 2 in there just to mix it up. <laughs> Sledgehammer? That, you know, it's like Godfather 2 or Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I mean, which one are you going to choose? I know which one I'm choosing. Right. Well, so. but maybe, maybe for the 17th Bill and Ted's. You mix in Godfather. Well, I'm just saying, I, I wait, don't know. Bill and Ted three or Godfather. Actually, or all of them. I, I, <laughs> I've seen all of them. I respect number three as much as it was kind of a silly movie. I really respected the fact that it wasn't absolute trash. How many podcasts go from Godfather to Bill and Ted's three? <laughs> Not many. <laughs> Only just us, ones. baby. That's true. Just Only that, that might just. Well, be I us. would say just you guys, but <laughs> right? <laughs> we go off the rails quite a bit uh, on real drugs. But yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> all right, so we've kind of found out our, our first little takes on this movie. We we've done our like house cleaning. We talked about deluxe edition network let's move on um this guy has he been here before have we invited marty to i was trying to think have we done a scorsese movie to this point yeah we did the departed oh we did the Departed. we had had marty on but i can't remember if we invited him or no we had uh cliff cliffy chamberlain was on with us so 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 uh, we we, yeah we we passed up on marty that time right so now we're bringing in martin scorsese here to bosco's cantina to talk about this movie hey guys good to be here 
Really? Is that how he talks? Spot on. Spot on. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. I thought, yeah. Absolutely. I thought he was sitting right next to me. All right, he's walking in the door. Hold on one second. Pull up a chair and grab yourself a drink. Hypothesize what directors think. Maybe sometimes get a guess. Makes us look good. Let's drink, laugh, and pretend we know what we're doing. Drinking with the director brought to you by Last Call All right, folks, this is Drinking with the Director, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something that I think is true. I'm thinking the same thing, I think. I think this might be the first time we've ever done Drinking with the Director, brought to you by Last Call Brewing, without somebody holding a Last Call Brew in their hands. And I was just like mouthing that yeah. to Scott's just now. Nobody's drinking beer I was right like, now. holy shit. But if you were at the Catalina Wine Mixer, you do know that Last Call is now offering fresh kegs of Karate in the Garage, as well as cans as well as their new brew that, oh my God, that was a hit. Their West Coast IPA, mm. the Catalina Wine Mixer. I got to get some of that. It is a four-pack that you can purchase at the Last Call Tap Room. It is a delicious West Coast IPA. People were fired up about it. Uh, the can is awesome. You got the little helicopter with the island and stuff. It is tremendous. Go pick those up. I cannot rave enough about them and cry in the garage if you haven't ever had that that is one of the best double hazies you'll ever drink so you've got some drinking to do if you are in the local area go to last call brewing pick up those uh those brews so we decided though we actually uh you know they do a lot of scotch drinking in um mm -hmm. in goodfellas and why we we're not drinking the cutty sark we do have, <laughs> we don't have the good stuff I'm yeah sorry. we That's don't have the cutty sark uh we're all drinking a little bit i'm drinking um i, I actually don't know the name but it is omroot Amrut, which is an, an Indian scotch from India. It is uh, one of those very peaty, smoky scotches yep. that is kind of the style I love. So I'm sipping on that. That is the Amrut Fusion. There yep. you go. Yep. If, if you want to pick it up, I, if you like smoky campfire style scotches, the, the what is it, the which region? The They're kind of the uh, Isla or Idle or how do you say it? Isla. Indian. Isla. Isla. There you go. Okay. I've, I've never <laughs> been to Scotland. <laughs> the Indian region. <laughs> It's it's definitely mimicking those style of scotches. Right. So there you go. Sure. P-Man, what you got? Well, Brad, oddly enough, I'm drinking the same exact thing you are. I'm loving it, though. Cheers. There we go. And I'm just going to say, Scotch Beck has the best collection of scotch, probably in Southern Stanislaus County, if not the world. Of, if not the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's one or the other. When, when, you, when you come to my house, you're going to drink well, and uh, you're going to drink fine whiskeys. I don't... I don't carry shit on my shelves and uh i've probably i haven't counted in a while which is something i like to do but i have at least a hundred just single malt scotches you won't and, find a finer scotch yeah, collection yeah. on the canals of right. of houston's canal right Absolutely. and anywhere else in yeah. houston canal, canal scotch is the best scotch <laughs> and so yeah and so i was gonna say like this is the first time i think probably in the history of the show that all four of us have been drinking whiskey scot especially scotch whiskey yeah and because uh, usually somebody's drinking grenadine and coke or something that's but, true and this uh, is a full this scotch is, and this and is, with, this and is and my kind of party. Beer, usually i have a beer chaser right. yeah. and i do not have my beer chaser yeah. yet so yeah. so that's kind of uh, how i roll so maddie uh what did i think i think i poured you the longmorn yes longmorn 16 what? That is yeah. delicious. It is really good. I because um, I just I told you pick something for me. You know you know what I like. Yep. And you did. You I right? wanted I wanted to go for the, the top top shelf stuff, but I couldn't reach. <laughs> so <laughs> as Scotch uh, so elegantly pointed out to me when I got here, mm -hmm. 
because I'm a shorter stature man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this what is it? Long Longmorn. Longmorn. That's good. I like it. It's got yeah. a nice little smoky taste to it, and one of my taste favorites. that peat to it. It's good. Yeah, very good. And I'm drinking uh, the Glenallachy Twelve, which is a purple bottle, and it's one of my all time favorites. It's it's easily my favorite Scottish, um, well, Scotch right now because I drink a lot of Japanese whiskeys, so I have to say Scotland. Yeah, that whole weird like champagne versus sparkling or whatever. Right, right. So anyway, yeah. All right. So that's interesting. No beers. No beers. But you know, we'll have we've some got, later. We've got well, scotch. there will be beers. There will be beers. There will be beers. There will be beers. So um, we've got the famous, the legendary uh, Marty Scorsese in here, and I mean the guy's IMDb. I don't really need to go over it. He's done stuff since way, way back. Um, he has a new movie coming out uh, this fall. Which is I'm gonna Killers said, of the Flower Moon. Killers yes. of the Flower Moon. I think I said Flowers of the Killer Moon. I think on a previous pod, which I've was heard of both. Incorrect. That's, that's the porn version. <laughs> but uh, interesting. It looks really interesting. It's got some of the, the the folks he's been working with. We got Leo in it, so it's going to be a, a big deal. Um, this one though, this was kind of a return for him because he had had a few movies that didn't do so well. He did last temptation of Christ, which was controversial and mm-hmm. people were wanting to boycott him, getting angry about it and stuff. So this for him going back to a gangster movie, uh, which he kind of didn't want to do, but he saw this, this book, he had read it and he was like, yeah, this has to be my next movie. And he was super excited about it. He gets co-writing credit with uh, a gentleman named, uh, Nicholas Pelagi, I'm gonna say Pelagi, Pelagi. How do you think? Pelagi, Pelagi. And I, I put my fingers together when yeah. I said that up in the air. So that's that's the correct way to say it. Um, this dude, uh, he wrote the the, the movie, and, and Scorsese's like, I, I want to make this into a. Or I wrote the he wrote the book. He wants to make it into a movie. He calls him. And he's like, I have to make this into a movie. And the dude was like, I've been hoping someone was gonna call me to make it into a movie. And they worked on the script together. And then uh, here you go. You've got this amazing movie that comes out. So if we've got Mr. Scorsese here with his little glasses sitting at our table, what are we going to ask him? We got any questions for this dude? I think the first thing I want to know is what really went through his mind when they announced not only that he didn't win Best Picture, but he also lost Best Director to Kevin Costner. Yeah. Like, this like was, a- he, was, he, was it one of those things where he's like happy for him or was he like, what the fuck is happening right now? The quote I saw is that he says, they don't like me. They're never going to like me. And it was basically. So like, he took it hard. He took it pretty tough. Like, yeah. yeah, according to, I think it was his girlfriend at the time. Yeah. She was like, yeah, he was, he was definitely upset. Um, a lot of folks thought best picture would go to dances with wolves and that he would get best director. But instead right. both of them. And he said, oh yeah, his other, his other quote about it was that he's like, they had me in the front row with my mom and this is how they do me basically. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. cause he brought his mom <laughs> as his guest who was yeah. also in the movie. And uh, yeah. And so he felt like kind of very disrespected about that. Yeah. The, the Oscars was weird. I mean, cause dances with wolves like absolutely just swept. Like they just destroyed all the most, most categories. Um, but what was weird was I couldn't believe Ray Liotta wasn't up for anything. <laughs> I mean, Joe Pesci won Best Supporting Actor. Right. Which he was fine. He was good. But Ray Liotta wasn't up for anything. And Joe Pesci won. Ray Liotta was, was way more important to this movie than, than Pesci was by far. I, I would agree with that. But I also think that Pesci, playing Pesci, is Oscar worthy. because Yeah, but he's playing Pesci. He's just 
Yeah. You know, he's been that in so many movies, right? He man. That's that's his. Should, should he have won for Home Alone, Pesci? It's basically the same <laughs> performance. So, I was thinking more. Except in, in, in Goodfellas, he can say fuck, and in, in Home Alone, he's going freaking 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 record record freaking. I mean, I mean, nothing against Pesci. I love Pesci as much as anybody. Absolutely. But, but, but Ray Liotta was so fucking good. Yeah. In this. And uh, anyway, it was just it was surprising when I was going through, and I thought at least I would see him listed as a nominee and I, I didn't see him listed anyway. Now, uh, Lorraine Bracco, she got nominated for best supporting actress. So at least I saw that. And that was, that was good. Right. Um, she lost a whoopee. Uh, that well, would be a ghost. 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 Yeah. Ghost, right. I mean, yeah. how can you not give it up for whoopee? Right. I love whoopee. Well, whoopee. <laughs> so, um, my, I, I'd actually don't have any really questions. Actually, I do have one question for him, which is when I saw this, this would have been wild that at one point there were some talks that casted as Henry and Karen Ooh. was going to be Tom Cruise and Madonna. Oh. That'd have been a different take. That, How yeah. weird would this movie have been? Wow. With those as well, the leads, I think Madonna could do it. Well, I was gonna be. I was gonna be the opposite. I, I mean, well, I think I, Tom Cruise doesn't do very. No, well. no, wrong energy. Completely wrong yeah. energy for it. Madonna, I think when mm-hmm. and Dick Tracy, she was pretty decent. Like yeah. she and, and yeah. it was kind of playing like the 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 damsel type role. And she well, Madonna had kind of a little Oscar moment in in uh, No, in um, the baseball movie. Uh, oh, League of Their Own. League, League of Their, their own, own, where she's like, "You ain't shutting me down." Like this whole yeah. like, <laughs> breakdown stuff. She, yeah. So she can do the dramatic stuff. She's great. Yeah. Um, I, it would have been interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I think she would have been great. Tom Cruise is so interesting because. You know, he's got such a weird reputation, but he also fucking goes for it. And you just never know with him. But this could have been a different I, career path yeah. for him if he gets in this and he really like he hasn't he's still just all he's been playing this like Days of Thunder, I think it was a ninety. Um mm-hmm. uh he's done Top Gun, he's done Cocktail, he's done Risky Business. He hasn't really had that like dramatic moment right. in it. This was like his cause I liked him in um what's the movie where he's the hitman? Oh, uh, collateral. 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 He right. was kind of like weird, got evil, dark. and that dark side kind of worked. And if he could have maybe brought that, well, maybe did, it happens. Well, I don't know. He did. He did American Made too, which was that, yeah. that, that drug running movie. So kind of a you know bad. Guy. But that's. I mean, I'm just saying that's way after Tom Cruise becomes right. Tom Cruise. But was this was this uh, um, before or after Far and Away? This is before. I think Far and Away is like 92. So because he didn't get the Italian role, he went for the Irish role. <laughs> is that what I'm getting here? Well, no, Henry, Henry, Henry Hill is what? He's, he's half Italian. Yeah. Half Italian. Half Irish. Half, half Irish. Irish. Oh, yeah, you're right. He was half Irish. Yeah. So, um, With no accent. What's no it? accent. <laughs> no accent. Well, realistically, Tom Cruise's accent wasn't very good either. So, All right. So uh, who else got a question for, for Mr. Scorsese here? You know, Marty, I would love to know, is The Departed a do-over call for not getting the Oscar for Goodfellas, or do you think you deserved The Departed Oscar? So, like, did he get it, like, does he feel like they gave it to him just because? All right, I need need to look it up, because I want to see what was against him for The Departed. I, I, I mean, a lot of people, I think, remember kind of saying it as, like, they're finally giving him his due. Right. Right. But Was I mean, it I guess, really earned? The Departed is a great movie. I'm not it saying it's not I a love, great movie. I love The Departed. I think The Departed is right. one of the one of the better mob movies. I thought it was great. I, 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 was, I was really proud of the films. Wow, is that how he talks? I, I mean, is that true? He's here. <laughs> what do you mean? Is that how he talks? You just he, heard it come he, out of his mouth. I, just Marty, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to insult your voice. Hey, I, can, can I get another these great scotches? Yeah, they're great. They're great. 
Um, shit, I'm, I'm, I just did. I'm a pretty good Google searcher, but I just really fucked this one up. I'm trying to figure out who he was against for this uh, best director. He was against Babel. And mm. this is weird. I didn't know that Babel was directed. It says the director's name was Babel. <laughs> That's a coincidence. <laughs> Babel by Babel? That sounds like a movie. cologne. That's kind of wild. Um, Letters from Iwo Jima, Clint Eastwood, yeah. The okay. Queen, Stephen uh, Frears, and United 93, Paul Greengrass. I'm going to say he didn't have a whole lot of competition. It was kind, yeah. of, it was kind yeah. of a week. I think yeah, that was... Here. I remember Babel had a lot of critical acclaim. Right. But... But I still think it was well deserved. I thought I thought yeah, it might great. be Babel. I apologize, folks, cinephiles, if you're fucking mad that I said Babel and it's Babel. And, fuck off. And I'm gonna say here's a hot take too. You guys <laughs> shit on Dance with Wolves. I love that movie. I thought that was a, a well deserved Oscar. Have you seen it, Brad? I have seen Dance with Wolves. Okay, I yes. I yes. never saw it. Oh. <laughs> it's just it's it's a little I sappy. A, I, I would say I personally have seen Porky's with Scott Beck <laughs> seventeen times. <laughs> And he's not seen Dances with Wolves. And, and, and 14, of those, t- 14 of those times they were naked, which was weird. In his defense, Porky's is a great fucking movie. Oh, shit, yeah. Nothing against Porky's. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I mean, this. I, I think the whole thing is that it was finally like, hey, we don't know how many more of these movies he's going to do, so right. we got to make sure we, we award him. But that seemed like it was actually... It, well, deserving. Well, yeah. Even it, though it was like a makeup for some of his other uh, right. his other times when they've passed him over, but that was uh, I think deserving for sure that year. It definitely wasn't a reaction like freaking my cousin Vinny got. Well, Mr. Tomei got. You know, like where everybody going like, what the hell just happened? It was definitely like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It, it he made, deserves it, it for sense. that film. It made sense. Yeah. Mr. Tomei was great in that movie. She was. I love her. I love Mr. Tomei. I think they were saying there was some pretty good competition that yeah. year. It was like it was yeah. kind of a shocking that this young actress kind of like. Yeah. Overcame like a bunch of yeah. uh, legends and legends. stuff. So yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So my question to ask Scorsese is: He goes on to make Casino. Just I mean, I think Casino's ninety five. I think, and that movie is a three hour epic involving a lot of mob involvement. Mm-hmm. And which movie does he prefer? Like, I mean, it almost seems like if you're doing a mob movie and then you do like another one that's very mob adjacent, like. Yeah. Are are you feeling like I I'm I'm gonna kind of I did well here, but now I want to do it even better? Like, how does he feel about these movies? And good question too is, I'll piggybacking off that is, which Pesci role is more right. psychotic? They're the same role. They're the well, same role. But which is more psychotic? It is very weird. Which it is, is more very psychotic? weird. Last night I was watching Goodfellas, and when Tommy gets whacked. I thought, no, they take him to the desert and bury him, right? <laughs> nope. And I, I was having a little bit of problems there, yeah. Which, and that's a good argument for me, is, is which of, of his death scenes is better. Like, right. I, the casino one is the most brutal thing I think I've ever right. watched yeah. on, on screen. Like, I mean, just shooting him in the back of the head, it's like it's kind of quick, painless. Right. But he also knew it was coming, because as soon as he walked in that room... And he's, there's he's, nobody there. And he's like, yeah. he's like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, he gets yeah, blasted. Yeah. This one was, he's narrating, and then he gets beat up. Yeah. <laughs> It's so wild. And I don't know. I actually, and like I said, I saw Casino first. Mm -hmm. I have some preference towards Casino as a dramatic movie. You're not alone. And and I think what it is, is that Casino has more kind of of a plot. And especially the relationship, it kind of has an evolution. I mean, with him and Sharon Stone. Um, I feel like Goodfellas, if you really try to dissect a plot, there's not much of a plot. I will also say there's more memorable scenes in Casino. To Agreed. Me. Yeah. Like, Agreed. Yeah. Like the, the 
the card counting scene. Yeah, where he yeah. takes him in the back with a bulky right, hammer. Right. Yeah. What was interesting is I was watching this last night, and I Scorsese definitely has a a style, and the whole intro with voiceover and laying down the whole scene and how this works and that like Casino. It's the same movie as Good. It is really weird. It, yeah. Like going through and it's like, hey, this is so and so, this is so and blah blah blah. Introducing you to the characters, introducing this the casino, same thing. Like going through the whole casino process, which I that's why I love Casino because it's just so cool to see the inside of the casino and how everything works and the counting room and all that shit. Like that's the kind of shit that I really liked about Casino as a movie. But that's what he does so good is right. he, he explains kind of a, a a thing that you don't know much about. Right. He's very good at explaining how things work. Like you get the inner workings of the mob and right. uh, Goodfellas and then Casino, you're getting the inner workings of the casino and but how they, that all works. But you think about it, gangs in New York, kind of the same thing. You're going yeah, through, talking about explain. the different games. He goes through, you're, he's yeah. doing the, like the one camera shot going through, seeing yeah. all the different characters yeah. and whatever. It's, and he has a style and it works. Yeah, it's definitely a style he's got. And it, I, I agree with you. It works. I love it. But you said, I mean, like you just said, P-Man, when you're talking about the, the death of, of, of Joe Pesci, it's like the helicopter in Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. It always, I'm like, is this where the helicopter runs out of gas and they land on his golf course? I'm like, oh, that's no, right. that's, that's Casino. That's, that's Casino. Right. <laughs> Which is like basically a part that happens in the end of the movie, like uh-huh. towards the end of the movie, and it happens also, mm-hmm. there's a helicopter in the end of Goodfellas. So yeah. I think he was doing a redo, and he wanted to put Don Rickles in it, so he goes, we got to take the day. <laughs> <laughs> got to go to Vegas. And let's not go to sleep on Don Rickles in his first and maybe only dramatic role. Oh, oh so good. great. Yeah. So good. Just a bulldog there. Like, it's great. Um, yeah, so uh, Scorsese, we got a, we got other questions, I'm sure. Maddie, you said you yeah, had a question? Yeah, I do have a question. I want to know, if is there a Rolodex of Italian mob actors that, <laughs> that Scorsese always pulls from? Because these guys are in everything. Yeah. The background characters, mostly. Yeah, and, and, and it's a weird thing because in, uh, in, in Goodfellas, uh, Tommy is kind of responsible, you think, for uh, the, the the poofy haired dude, the guy that's kind of got the fro. He's the one that's in the the ice in, oh, in, yeah. in, in the meat yeah. truck, yeah. and then in Casino, he fucking beats uh, 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 Joe Pesci. And so. I will say, what's hilarious about it too is seeing him when I watched it last night. I just instantly kept thinking of Am Sandler's brother-in-law in the wedding. <laughs> just about to say that <laughs> the one with the the, the nipple, <laughs> the little thing with the nipples, you know, the thing with the nipples. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the interesting story about that dude that I did see uh, on like the IMDb trivia was that he sued the Simpsons because they had uh, for Fat Tony, who was like the legendary like mafia mm-hmm. boss in uh-huh. the Simpsons, one of his underlings pretty much looks like that dude <laughs> and he sued and actually got he some does. he got a payment from them because it basically kind of looks like his likeness and he was like oh, hey you guys basically God. drew me and the writers live next door to him what the writers lived next door to him so when they were trying to figure out what he looks like i think they basically said oh yeah we lived next to this guy that he's in a yeah. bunch of mafia movies so let's just draw him oh that's my god yeah that's why he wa- that's that's why he was so easy for him to win the case yeah. kind of wild that's great i just thought that was so great that they have all these the same actor like typecast actors yeah these same same group of guys are in every and well, like there's a quote from Imper- uh, uh michael imperial uh imperioli yeah uh spider, spider. He says, I don't know if I would have had the same career had I not done Goodfellas. Probably not. Would I have been cast on The Sopranos? Who knows if there would have been a Sopranos? And, and mm-hmm. I mean, David Chase says, like, he's like, yeah, basically, most of the guys came over and right. worked for me on The Sopranos. Yeah, and, looks, and that's the way it goes. Especially the beginning of the movie when he's, when Henry Hill's a teenager, most of the wise guys hanging out at the cab, the cab shop uh-huh. 
were all from The Sopranos. You got like Polly Walnuts and mm-hmm. I, even Big Puss was in there. Yeah. I just can't believe that this is the first time that I noticed on this watch was that one of the guys, I think he was the guy that whacked uh, Tommy, what is the record guy in Wayne's World. The record guy in the, Wayne's World. Oh, uh, Mr. Mr. Big. Mr. Big. Mr. Big. The, the guy that shows really? up. The guy in the limo. In, in, the guy in the limo. Watch a Tia Carrera in the limo. In the limo with their he's he's one of the main, uh, like, and, and like when he's younger, with, with, with young Henry going around, he's like the main guy, the right-hand guy. Well, right. And talking he's, the to one, he, he's the one in, uh, he's, I think he's doing the sauce in, yeah, uh, in prison. prison. He's cutting the... No, no, no. That's Polly. But yeah, but yeah Pauly. it's the guy doing the sauce, and they always Maybe. say he adds too much onion. Yeah. Maybe. He's the one I think yeah. that no. kills. No, no, no. no, 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 no. He's, 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 he's the younger brother. He says, keep stirring it, right? Or is no. that the difference scene? That's a different, that's a that's different, different scene. scene. Yeah. The one that actually shoots Tommy is, I'm pretty sure, the sauce guy. Might have been the sauce guy, but he was with him. He was the, there was two guys okay. with him. But it okay. doesn't matter. Anyway, I, I was like going, hey, shit, the Wayne's World, Mr. Big. That is kind of funny. Scott, you got a question. Yeah, one other little thing. I saw this story. And there's the one shot after the Lufthansa heist, and they're in the bar, and they're kind of celebrating, and then that's when the guy walks, keeps he's, coming he's, in. Yeah. He's got the new car, got the pink Cadillac, the pink Cadillac, and the, the furs, the fur coat, whatever. So that scene, then they kind of do a, a one camera shot, and they going across, and then Ileana Douglas is sitting there, and she's talking about how um, if. Tommy sees me with talk to one other guy, he'll kill me. That that whole and she's scene. like smiling about yeah. it. He's yeah. like, oh my gosh, he's so jealous. Yeah, but so that scene's going on, and it's and it gets to her. And she says her line, and then apparently she took her drink and like just downed it, and it that wasn't supposed to happen. Like it wasn't scripted that way. And and Martin Scorsese says he saw that, and he immediately said cut, and it just kind of ruined the scene for him. And so they had to redo it again. And he told her later, he didn't tell anybody else, that that cost him $20,000. So you want to know, did he beat her ass? Well, like, <laughs> like well, because he never really talked about it to anybody else, and nobody really knows why. Would it really have ruined the scene? I think I would have let it roll. I know. For 20K. For 20K. And she so, just talked about, like, <laughs> my boyfriend might kill me. I mean, you yeah. think somebody might just take a big chug of their yeah. drink. <laughs> so, so, A, what was it that caught, like, just they had to reset and, like, whatever, like, the, the amount of film they had to waste or yeah, whatever. I mean, those those long shots. Right. I mean, and so, a lot of films. So, so, anyway, I'd just be kind of curious to know because nobody really knows because she said that he only told her and she put it in her memoir and told the whole story about it. And so, or maybe she's just full of shit. Yeah, does I don't she know. really warrant a memoir? Like, who's <laughs> really done, reading? She's done some stuff. Who's really reading that memoir? <laughs> hey, who knows? Um, the the one last thing that I thought was interesting, and I'd want to ask Scorsese about, is I didn't realize that My Blue Heaven, yes, is classic Steve adjacent yes. to this movie in a sense that one, it's a Nora Ephron movie. Is it? And she was married to Nicholas Pelleggi, who was the <laughs> wow, writer was of authentico. Goodfellas. And basically, while he was doing all the research and interviewing Henry Hill and stuff, she was hearing about this and being like, that'd be fun to make a little weird romantic comedy type thing about a mafia boss living somewhere else and being going through the witness protection program. I didn't know these movies were adjacent at all. And I'd like, Scarsese, what do you think about this? This is wild. Like, somebody basically bit off of your movie and kind of does like a, almost like a, uh, uh, an epilogue to the movie. Right. Yeah, because I have heard... I have have heard that that is supposed to be like loosely based off Henry Hill in Witness Protection. Right after he, him and his wife divorced, I did I did hear that. That's him getting the egg noodles and ketchup. Yeah, and it yeah, came and it that. came out. He's a schnook. A month before, 
Goodfellas comes out. <laughs> Was it really? Yes. So people call it the unofficial prequel to Goodfellas, which, I mean, if I'm Scorsese, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is wild. I remember watching My Blue Heaven as a kid, too. And well, Steve like, Martin. Everybody watched every Steve Martin course. movie. Like, you got to. Steve Martin and uh, um, Rick Moranis, yep. which you're like, Rick Moranis has like a an agent? That's kind of weird. I mean, Roxanne, well, he has a big-ass nose. Like, uh, everybody watched that. Like, I mean, there's yeah. all these, every, everything Steve Martin was in, people were going to see. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, of course, Parenthood was the best movie of that time, for sure. I love Parenthood. Never saw it. That's a crazy emotion. <laughs> really? Oh, my Someone's God. getting whacked tonight, for sure. <laughs> Man. So, Scott, when people say Baby Shaw, you have no idea what that means. No, I, no idea. Yeah. When you want to see Keanu Reeves, like, being Keanu before Keanu, it's kind of wild. He's a, he's a drag, drag racer. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's time. I know Marty's... Marty, are you tired? Hey, yeah, I'm kind of sleepy, guys. But thanks for having me. This is great. Okay. I think we should probably send him into bed. And uh, <laughs> Marty, you have a safe travels home. Um, you had like... Four Cuddy Sarks. That's all the whole bottle we had. He drank them all. So uh, enjoy your evening. We'll talk to you later. Hey guys, okay. Thanks. See ya. Bye bye. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Quad Pro Quo. Right now, you are probably thinking to yourself, oh, great, another movie podcast. Well, dear listener, you would be right. But throw in a couple of marriages, decades-long friendships, and a shared property line, and you have just another movie podcast with a shitload of drama. Inspired by the iconic quid pro quo scene in Silence of the Lambs, each week one of us will pick a movie. It could be a childhood favorite, a classic film noir, an Academy Award winner, or a complete dumpster fire that brings joy to that person's heart. The selector's objective? To get us to love, or at the very least, not hate their pick. Will our marriages, our friendships, and our neighborhood survive? Find out each Thursday on Quad Pro Quo. This episode of Bev's Video Kingdom is brought to you by Mafia Poker Parties Are Us. Did your last poker night with your fellow mobsters end in bloodshed? Did the game break up too early because Johnny Gutshot had to leave to make a quick hit? Then you need Mafia Poker, pa poker Parties Are Us. We have everything you need to keep your poker party running late into the night. Our mobile bar and kitchen is always stocked with delicious pasta with the gravy as good as mama makes, plenty of Cuddy Sark, and a few extra bartenders in case old Petey Smiles gets one outed and empties his revolver into one of our attentive cocktail creators. And if someone has a job that could possibly take them away from the game, whether it's whacking the local city official who won't take a bribe, or beating up the college basketball star for forgetting to fix the game, we can deliver. We've got Polly Bad Temper and Back to Prison Bobby on our team willing to do your dirty work while you get to work stacking 50 large from the schnooks you call family. So book an evening with Mafia Poker Parties RS because we'll never snitch and our mouths are always staying shut. So you can focus on bluffing Honest Vinny out of his hard-earned blood money. Well, that was... <laughs> Bad tempered Bobby. What were the names on that? Uh, Polly Bad Temper and, and Back to Prison Bobby. Back to Prison Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> they play a lot of cards. I could never figure out what game they're playing, right. though. Who knows? Is it a one night stand? Or do you hit it with a shovel or take it home to mom and dad? It's like fuck, marry or kill. It's Shag Snack Body Bag. 
Oh boy, it is time for Shag Snag Body Bag. We could have gone a lot of, a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, Scotch Beck has been lazy in his older years, and uh, you know he won't do a revised version anymore. I'm wondering when the next one's going to happen. Look, I threw it out to the people, the listeners, the lovely listeners, the people that we appreciate and love, and I have not gotten one single, you know, hey, why don't you do a... Uh, this type of murder. Oh, you're saying you want people to, to post on the socials that they sure. want a, a new version. Yeah, a random one. Whatever. That's okay. something, something that works and, and, and that I can work into the song. But it, and you're right. I, I should have thought ahead and, and thought this there's some stuff we could do it on this one. Um, do you shoot him in the, the head? I don't, whatever. I don't know. There's all kinds do of you, stuff. Uh, was it an ice pick? Was that what it was? Oh, shiv him with an ice yeah. pick. Shiv him with an ice pick. That could, and that, that could have flowed. Do you shiv him with an ice Do you shiv him with an ice pick or take him home See? to mom and dad? You're there just you not thinking very much. Fuck, I don't think. Do you shake it with mom? You know, and, and we're approaching we're approaching harvest where you're gonna be like, I can't do fucking shit. That's a good yeah. point. And right now it's just like, yeah, I got nothing. I'm just going busy, on. you know, hanging out with my woman and this and it's that. It's not harvest. And, Farmers yeah. don't really work. Yeah, you don't yeah. work, right? You right, man. <laughs> they just play. With, they just play with their nuts. I'll take the fifth. I'm. I'm. And, and the funny thing is, that I'm. I'm talking to two of like the most educated farmers I've ever met. Like, I mean, we've got the Harvard, a Harvard of the central Valley. And, uh, we've got, uh, he's know. talking about friends of state, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then like the, the other prestigious institution over in the West coast. I mean, the most, the most famous person I know from, from, uh, uh you know, a, a university associated with trees. I'll just say it, leave it at that. There you go. All right. So, um, we are on shag snag body bag. And if you've never listened before, shag snag body bag is just your basic fuck, Mary kill, Shag would be, what is this thing that you're just, I mean, you were just super aroused about, you're fired up about. Snag would be, you know, it's just something that you want to take home and you just, you want to cuddle it and snuggle it. And body bag is, fuck this, get this out of my movie. So let's start with one of our uh, guests here, shagging. What are you shagging, Mr. Marlowe? You know what? I got to say shagging wise, I'm going to shag... The uh, I'm gonna shag Joe Pesci in this. I absolutely okay. love Joe Pesci. I know he plays the same role pretty much in all of his movies, but just his if attitude. Yeah. The, the scene where he shoots Spider, I love it, dude. He's just a fucking prick, unhinged. Fucking yeah, what He's the fuck su- is yeah, psychotic? Yeah. You, I don't think I've, it's very like your 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 emotions. If your emotions aren't this way, if you're just laughing about it, you're kind of a fucked up person. But if you're mm-hmm. just like. God damn, this dude did not deserve this, and and, and like the reactions of his of his his family is is just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And it's the first time where you you see them actually like, dude, you're you're psychotic more than we can even imagine. Yeah. Like it's yeah. like we don't know how to deal with it. And I blame Spider in that. <laughs> he gets shot in the foot. He knows. He knows. Okay. Yeah. Knows not to fuck with him. He goes to the hospital or the you know whatever. He gets Doctor. bandaged up. He comes back a couple weeks later. That's on him. <laughs> That's on and him. Then, and then That's and this says, and then what does he, he say to him? Call, um, call, he says, go fuck yourself. Yeah, go fuck, go yourself. fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Now, now, this is the first time that I just, all I did, speaking of Joe Pesci, I just, if you stare at him during this whole scene, because before, because like you got De Niro going, oh, hey, yeah, you're going gonna to stand for that, blah, 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 you're going to take that shit. But this time I just watched Pesci and him just sitting there stewing and just, you see his face just kind of boiling and just like, Oh my, it, it's, it's pretty crazy how yeah. he just, he does so much with so little and you just know like, Oh, this isn't going to be good. Yeah. And yeah. So. And so what they did say is that that scene 
was improv. They basically the only line that was scripted for that scene was was uh, uh, Spider saying, "Hey Tommy, go fuck yourself." Okay, that's all. After that, it was all improv, and so they even kind of, him shooting him or no, no, no. no. <laughs> I was gonna say that's pretty ballsy. <laughs> Second great story from that is that uh, he actually he he broke a glass on the way down, cut his hand really bad, oh, and shit. he goes to the hospital, and they see bullet wound, and they're like, "Do we need to work on that?" And he's like, "No, no, no, that's a squib. Like that's not actual blood. Like I'm not actually shot. All you need to do is fuck with my hand." And then they were like, "Oh fuck, go wait out in the waiting room." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> Which is good. Um, all right. That's a good shag. And and Joe Pesci, I will say, he gets the Academy Award for this. He has one of the shortest Academy Award speeches ever. He says, it's my privilege. Thank you. And really? walked away. That's okay. what it should be. That's all he said. All right. I, that's a award show I want to watch. Yeah. I mean, Joe Pesci, I mean, you, you're getting the, the biggest honor of your career, and he's just like, I've got... Few words. I gotta go. I gotta go film Home Alone. (laughs) Home Alone three. (laughs) All right, uh, Shagging. What do you got, P man? I got big ass Cadillacs. Ooh, very nice. I want me a pink Cadillac. Well, I wouldn't go pink. I'd probably go tan or gray or something nondescript. Mm -hmm. But I want a two door Coupe de Ville. That's three feet longer than my King Cab F-250. That's what I want. <laughs> That's all they had back then. These big, huge land barges. Uh-huh. You can throw three or four corpses in the trunk. I love it. Yeah. And, and, and you don't have to pull the seat. The door's just so long, you just open that shit Absolutely. up. And you can climb right yeah, into the back climb seat. Right you can climb no into the front yeah. seat. You're yep. good to go. Uh, that is beautiful. That's a, that's a beautiful. That's a good, that's a good I like call. I that a lot. That's a good shag. All right. Scotch. All right. Um, I'm going to shag kitchen blowjobs. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? I mean, when he, she, I, I think it's more the, the out, on the on the way out the door blowjob, right? Yeah, it, it, it's 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 the I want something from you and I'm gonna get it from you. Here's a blowjob. You know, it's like because she wants to, she wants she wants to go shopping. Well, how much you need? She holds up her fingers. I want this much. A stack of cash. I'm like, all right. He peels off a little bit. Not not as much as she she held up with her fingers, and she goes down on him, and he's like. Oh, all right. And, which is just, I, I had never noticed that line before. And oh, it was so great. The look on his face, he's like, oh, all right. Well, with later with the cokehead, he's trying to leave too. And she's like, oh, yeah. nope, nope, nope. You got to, you got to, we got to fuck. Henry, Henry is susceptible to a little bit of last minute. Yeah. Malatio. Yeah. <laughs> so say we all. Yep. So my shag for this movie is going to be the Layla needle drop. Mm-hmm. Nice. It goes into one of the most interesting scenes. I mean, these these little kids they're playing they're playing like swords and stuff out there in this little like parking area, right. and the two kids that are walking up, and that little kid he's an actor and he's just like he's got these little wide eyes and he's kind of creeping up on it, and then all of a sudden the music coming in and it turns around and you see these folks in the pink Cadillac, big ass Cadillac, shot to uh, shot up to fuck. I mean, they've got that's like what seven, you get when you buy a pink Cadillac. Seven right. bullet holes in each <laughs> of them. Right. That's why I said I'll buy a ten one. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And uh, and then it leads off to the whole body reveal. Um, we've got the dumpster. We've got the the back in the meat truck. Meat truck, yeah. And it's just it's it's basically showing if you're in the mob and somebody starts getting a little concerned that others are going to be tattling or snitching or spending too much money that's going to bring attention to you yeah you know how you get rid of them you just fucking off them all all dead dude 
yeah. crazy scene. And Classic they decided scene. to use the, they, they didn't use the, the, the guitar Clapton part. They decided to use the little piano outro. And it's just, it's, it's a very like nice song. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. And yeah. it's completely juxtaposed with these gruesome scenes yeah. of like dead bodies. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty wild. So that, that whole little needle drop Scorsese is, is the master. He's always been his own uh, music editor as far as like determining what he's going to choose and how the edits are going to match up to the music. That's all been his, in his own brain. Right. There was a, there was a statement that he three, three years before this movie is like finished he already had the idea where the music was going to play in each scene. So that's awesome. That's just the way he works. Yeah. So, all right. Snags. 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 Sounds like a mobster. Hey, we got snags over here. Snags. 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 Hey, this is old Sammy Snags over here. All right, Scotch, what you got? Um, I'm going to snag the young Henry and Tommy casting. Not bad. Dude. Okay. I fucking loved it. I, I think they were just perfectly cast. That, the, the, young, the young Ray Liotta, he was a really good actor, and he looks like he him. He does. And there's times when I'm like watching Ray Liotta as an adult going, God dang it, he looked just like that kid. That was perfect. And then what I hadn't really realized was the young Tommy, there's one time he kind of talking, he's got, hey, he, got, he got a little bit, he got that voice going and everything. And uh, yeah, I just, I just love that, uh, that casting. The biggest difference between real life and the movie is that Tommy was a large, muscular fucking beast of a man okay. that was intimidating so it's very interesting that they decided to cast joe pesci right. like four foot three who was also uh he was also hella young so he was younger than uh henry and younger than jimmy and so that's that's the biggest difference here is that you've got an older man mm. a very older smaller man playing but a guy mo- who should have been younger but in the movie they were he was quite a bit younger than him because remember he was they when they were teenagers he was still well established as like a, I'm just saying, Joe Pesci looks hella older than oh yeah 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 than yeah. Ray Liotta oh right sure so oh yeah, yeah. yeah actors and stuff yeah for sure <laughs> Scott if you like that actor uh, just I just did a little Google on him here yeah he hasn't done a bunch Andrew Bowser <laughs> right and looking in his filmography the highlight of his career afterwards he's in a movie called The Green Shit oh it was good <laughs> it was really good because I've been following him and so. <laughs> You if you're an Andrew shit. Bowser fan, the green shit. Check out the green shit. All right, that sounds like a classic. Absolute like, sounds classic. Like a bad night of Taco Bell. All right, snag, Maddie Marlowe. Oh, uh, snag. I am gonna go with the Ray Liotta voiceover of the movie. I'm co-signing with you. I say the the very beginning. Ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be a gangster. And, and the voiceover does so much, and, and, and there's there's always the big talk that voiceover can be a crutch. It can be used as a crutch to explain plot and stuff, but this voiceover is so interesting. It carries you through all of the little ins and outs. It adds explaining. to it. And then when it first switches to Karen, and you're like, mm-hmm, oh, shit, mm-hmm. now she's narrating. Yeah. It's like kind of a, it's like, oh, damn. Like, I thought I was always going to be him, and then all of a sudden, now you've got other characters narrating. Oh, yeah, because when she, what, what was it? She said, like, I... When she was saying that she was still attracted to him, or she oh, found that, well, that's the whole gun scene. Which, like, yeah, 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 when, when she has the gun, gun in his face, and and then after he knocks her off the bed, she's like, she's like, I, I, any girls like would have ran, but I like I I was attracted. Oh no, I was still attracted. I, actually, to it's him. also when she sma- when he smashes the dude in the face with the gun. Yeah, that's what I meant. When he, yes. the dude that like tried to like grope her or whatever. He, yeah, and she's like, she's ass. like, any of my friends would have immediately ran. She's like, but I can't lie, I was attracted to that. I was attracted to it. Yeah, yeah, and then she's also attracted to the time when. 
He's got the gun in her face and like throws her off the bed. Yeah. So kind of crazy. All right. But no, the, I'm, I'm co-signing. That's the voiceover is is just tremendously put to use and it just helps you along in the story and it also gives you the ins and outs like the right. things you want to right. find out about the mob and a lot of this uh narration or excuse me voiceover came from uh actual interviews from henry hill a lot of it was almost verbatim mm-hmm. from actual interviews with the real henry hill so that's that makes it even more epic yeah the the one weird thing that i'd kind of forgotten about was how at the very very end all of a sudden He's doing like breaking the fourth wall monologue to the camera. As oh, it, the, the it, courtroom in the courtroom. Yeah, I was like, I totally forgot about that fucking out of that left field. Is a little bit odd. So I I was not a fan of it. Yeah, because I was like watching it and I'm like, wait, is that is he breaking the fourth wall? Because I was waiting for the other actors to react to it, but they're, right. they're all like, nope. you know, doing yeah. their own thing. I'm like, okay, that's weird. I did not like that choice. You know what's funny? If now thinking about that, that would have been my my body bag. Uh huh. But but yeah, it, it makes no sense. Like I I would like again. God damn it! We had Scorsese here earlier. We should ask them. Should have talked to him. about hey, why. Hey, come back. <laughs> Is he hanging out outside? He's in the can. Oh my lord! He's been over by the canal. <laughs> what do you want? What do you want to know? Oh my gosh. <laughs> So I would have liked to ask him though and find out what was that because that is it does stand out as being very different from the entire right. feel of the movie and it's like he gets up and starts talking for what reason like I don't I don't mind the very I very mean, end he, with him look at the camera that's fine whatever but that whole like he's doing a monologue to the camera I, I feel weird. like it's him detaching himself it's like the official like he's detaching himself from the mob like because now sure. he's snitching he's pointed them all out and he's like fuck I had to look out for myself and so right. it's like. I'm getting away from this entire scene. Right. I mean, maybe that's what the intention is, but whatever. Can you imagine sitting in that fucking courtroom and literally fingering these dudes that you know can yeah. just have you destroyed? Well, usually you're in a bathroom when you do that, right? I- <laughs> <laughs> well, I was talking to... <laughs> I was talking to Brad earlier before we came over here. We're having a beer at last call. And I was going to say the same thing. I was like, first of all... Oh, we- man. Like... He's totally in the wrong in this because, like, I get the Jimmy thing. He was scared Jimmy was going to come after him. Well, he literally was going to have him hit. Oh, for yeah. sure. But Polly, that was just fucked up because Polly like took care of him as a, you know he basically was like told him, don't, yeah, he, don't do the drugs. Yeah. I don't. I, I what you did in prison. I don't care. Stay away from the drugs. He went behind his back and then he was like, I got to turn my back on you. Right. I'm not going to kill you, but I got to turn my back on you. And then he rats him out. That's yeah. fucked up. Well, they only gave him thirty six hundred bucks. Maybe if you gave him a little, like ten grand, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like he gave me. Oh man! All right, P man, what are you uh, snagging here? So I got to snag Billy Bat's hair. <laughs> <laughs> Listener, it doesn't. Sh- you can't tell on the podcast, but I've got a pretty decent mop of salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. I think if I grow it out a little bit and apply just the right amount of blow dryer on there, I could definitely yeah, pull off a little back, sure. little yep. poofy, some, some palm oil. and look, I, I do okay, but pepper. I think with Billy Bat's hair, I think I would slay. I'm just saying. <laughs> I love I'm it. Billy also, Bat's hair. also, another actor from Sopranos. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I mean, if you go by the actual mafia code, Billy Bats is 100% oh, in, the, yes. in, in the right. He has oh, yeah. absolute every right to talk shit. Tommy wasn't made at that point, right? No, not at all. Not yeah. at you, no. all. Nope. He He's has every right. right to to talk shit to Tommy, yeah. and, and Tommy just fucked everything up. And, and after you watch the movie a few times, it's mm-hmm. always that scene. You're like, God, don't. 
Oh, just, just let it he, go, dude. Just he should, let it go. He should have went and got a shine box. And I still don't know why. I, I, I guess this is a big question. Another one for Scorsese is, why yeah, does Jimmy get involved? Why does Jimmy all of a sudden like Jimmy's stomping on him is like like this is like his worst enemy. Well, it's his boy. It's you know, boy. It, he knows he's got to have his, his his buddies back. And, I guess, but I guess he's maybe like if I don't back up Tommy, Tommy's gonna fucking kill me next. I think the weird thing is is that scene. You really don't know who Billy Bats is until afterwards, right? It's like, which might be better because it's like if if you really knew how high up he was, like, why would Jimmy get involved or whatever? But it's like, if like, maybe if you think they both don't know, but they do know it's, 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 so it's kind of weird that, um, he would jump in, in if he knows who it is, but I guess you got to get your boys back. But I don't know. another, uh, little note from the, the, from the trivia is that Billy bats was allegedly part of the, like John Gotti, okay. uh, yeah. uh, family. And, and like there, there's, Allegedly, John Gotti and stuff might probably had something to do with like Tommy getting killed. So, okay, kind of wild. The last dawn. All right, so um, we're on to body bags, and there is quite a few body bags in this movie. <laughs> I'm gonna start, and my body bag is just very simple. It's you know being in the mafia. <laughs> I think if you watch if you watch this movie, uh, it basically explains to you like it, there's not a whole lot of plot. They, they do a whole bunch of fucked up stuff. And Henry Hill, it sounds like he's an absolute piece of shit, who even once he was in witness protection, right. he got involved in drugs. He was still trying to do like crazy shit. And, and he seems like he loved the life way more than uh, somebody who was actually like ratted on people and is like trying to think, I learned my lesson. He's just like, fuck, I still love this life. Right. I miss it. I'm just a schnook now. That whole thing. It's like, no. The whole mafia life is terrible. These are all terrible human beings doing terrible things. At any the, moment, you can get fucking whacked. Well, like, just the way yeah. they treat everybody around them. Right. Like everybody, if you're not part of their little group, you're just somebody who they can abuse, extort, uh, beat, kill. Um, women around them are just oh absolute pawns. Like, hey, come on, man. You you know you got to start keeping up appearances. It's like he, he's got. They're like talking to him in his girlfriend's apartment, and right. he's like, "Come on, man. You got to keep up appearances. Like, you, you got to go back to your wife. Got to go back to your wife. We don't, uh, yeah, we don't, that, we don't want to stop you from having your fun, yeah. but you know, go back to your wife. Go back to your wife, man. Come on. <laughs> it's so <like> weird. <laughs> there's, there's, I mean, he has multiple women, yeah. and and not afraid to to beat somebody, kill somebody. It's yeah. a crazy life. It's not the life for me. <laughs> Even though, you know, I'm, I may have murdered somebody and Scotch has murdered a few people here. Um, More than a few. We're trying to give up that life. <laughs> right. Anybody else? Who's got a body bag? Uh, you know what? Okay, my body bag? Ray Liotta playing a 21-year-old. <laughs> he looks way too old to be I didn't a know 21 year old. 21, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, that's not believable. That's, yeah, I'm like, wait, this is five years after when he's playing the kid? I'm like, Five or six years, I'm like, mm, yeah, no. Karen says, she's like, oh, he's 21, but he was so powerful and this and that. It's like, oh, okay, that's yeah. a very old, mature 21-year-old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. like I said, Billy, ba or not Billy, ba but Tommy was supposed to be even younger, and you got Joe Pesci playing him, so that's right. even worse. Yeah. <laughs> Scotch, what do you got? Body bags. I'm going to body bag uh, Scorsese's mom looking at the fucking camera. <laughs> Her, oh, I mean, I get man. it. I get it, dude. I get it. 
put your mom in the movie. He puts her in all her, all the movies. She's in Casino. Yeah. She's in all, all Wait, of his movies. Which was she? She's the mom. She's, She's Tommy's mom. mom. Oh, Tommy's yeah. okay. okay. mom. I know that was Scorsese's mom. And, and her, her, that whole joke she told, that it was just such a horrible reading. Like, the way she said it was just dumb. And But when she get, first, she looks at the camera like four times in a row. And I, again, I get it. He got, brought her to the fucking Oscars and, I, and he got defeated. Come well, on. That's Maybe he, that's the reason that's what why. He gets. Might have been why. Oh, shit. I don't know. I just, I, I don't like it when, I love putting your family in a film, but don't give them lines. Well, there, there is some question that when uh, she says, she says, oh, you just got here. He's like, what do you mean I've got here? I'm leaving. And, and like, basically he might've been improvising that because uh-huh. she said the wrong line or something, said the wrong line. And he just went with it and <laughs> was like, what do you mean? I'm here. I'm leaving. <laughs> and so, uh, things like that. But it also sounds kind of realistic of a, a, yeah. a guy talking to his like 60 year old, 70 year old mom in the middle of the night. She's all confused. Of the night. Yeah. Stuff. So yeah. it, it kind of works. Yeah. And I think the conversation's cute. Yeah. She cooks them some food. Man. She shows off her paintings. It's, it's good times. Be a pro. Don't look at the fucking camera. All right, P-Man, Get your fucking shot. you got the last body bag. It's just waiting to be zipped up. I got two if I can. Will you allow me? You know what? This movie has so many body bags, we've got extras laying around. Drop a couple in here. I'm going to start with Lorraine Bracco's overacting in general. Oh. But especially in the scene where she's explaining to Henry how she had to flush the Coke. And I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> ah, they would have found it, I swear. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if, 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 if Scorsese told her, hey, just chew the hell out of this scene or not. Go for she it. went for it on that. I Actually, I believe she was on Coke in real life, not in the movie, in that scene. Yeah. She probably was. It that was, was overacting. It was 1990, so I, yeah. I believe it. She, she, she got a nomination for that. I'll, she got a nomination. <laughs> yeah. One you know. of my favorite things I saw about Scorsese is, is somebody talking about this movie and all the music hits and all this and stuff, especially the scene where he, at the end where he's on Coke and he's going around, uh-huh. all the different music flashes. There's a, a Spike Lee was talking about, he's like, this is one of those things where you know the director has used Coke before and is taking you on a journey of what it feels like to be on Coke. He's right. like, I've never done Coke before, but this basically summed it up on, on what it would feel like to be cruising around on Coke. Wow. And he's like, it's because the director did a lot of Coke. I'm picturing Scorsese on Coke right now. And oh, he, that's, he, that's fun. He, told, he told stories to some <laughs> of the folks. For it. He told sto- uh, stories to some of the folks of like his nose bleeding and stuff like from doing so much Coke. Wow. Like, so he's, he's, he had his issues. It's like Fleetwood Mac level. Oh, oh yeah. That's well, well, along 80s. those lines of uh, the Coke... My second body bag is Henry's drug dealing skills in general. <laughs> okay, number one, his gumar is like the headquarters of like his like drug dealing. Okay, you don't have your mistress be in charge of your drug business. That's that's, that's rule number one. Right. Yeah. Number two, he uses his babysitter as a mule. I feel like that's, <laughs> you know, no. Don't do that. Yeah, she needs a lucky hat to fly to. You know, exactly. Without the lucky hat and without her making the phone call from the house, he would have been scot-free. Exactly, Scott. BVK did did the most memorable uh, stoner draft. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of sad that she didn't get picked because she should be in there. Is a chill motherfucker who's just like, fuck it, I got to get my lucky hat. Yeah. I don't fly with her. I don't fly with her lucky hat. I feel like she's, and she's just so like, she has that look in her eyes constantly like, I'm just fucking stoned and just living the life. <laughs> she doesn't give a fuck. And then the last rule that he broke, and it's the, I feel like it's the number one rule of being a drug dealer. Don't get high on your own supply. 
Yeah. He breaks that rule. Oh yeah. And all his and his workers are getting even higher oh, on shit. the supply. Yeah. Oh, he <laughs> looks so fucked up. Like yeah. Oh. It, it's it's amazing like how how just uncomfortable it is to look at him because you know he's just like he, yeah. Well, he goes into the hospital to pick up his brother, and the doctor's like, dude, <laughs> like, seriously, I gotta take a look at this. Yeah. Yeah. He sees a volume. And he gives him a volume. It's like what? Yeah. Oh boy, yeah. No, th- th- this was a this is some good Shaq's night body bag. Hell yeah, very good calls here. Uh, we're gonna move on to our next category. Let's go. Crackle Pluto, HBO, find anime on Crunchyroll. Peacock, Hulu, Disney, Netflix, Doobie, Sling TV, Showtime, Showtime, Fubo. What the fuck is Fubo? Sure, it'll cause a sensation. It's a streaming recommendation. All right, folks, we just watched. Goodfellas. So we now have to give you some associated or maybe not really associated movies that remind us of Goodfellas. Um, I'm going to start us off here. Uh, you know, sometimes I see interesting streaming uh, services that I have not seen before. I'm going ahead and recommending Ocean's Eleven, a Steve Soderbergh movie. The reason I picked this is because, you know, I like seeing the intricacies of. Uh, an operation. This is a criminal operation. They are robbing the casinos in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about, of course, the, the modern version uh, with George Clooney and Brad Pitt. Uh, and it's on TNT, TBS, and True TV. I guess they must have their own little app now or premium service. Yeah. I'm hoping you get it without commercials because it said streaming. So okay. I don't know if it offers commercials or not. But that's where you can watch it is on the TNT, TBS, or True TV app. I think they're all under the same ownership. Okay. Ocean's Love is a great movie. No voiceover, but at the same time, they do bring you into the the ends of what they're doing and their whole heist. Uh-huh. Kind of the same as Goodfellas, where you've got you get to see the intricacies of the uh, the the whole mob, uh, okay. what they're doing. So that's my choice. I dig it. Who's next? I'll go. I'm a huge Joe Pesci fan. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say Home Alone. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he sure. enough no, um, I will actually say we talked a little bit about it. My cousin Vinny. Ah, I love that movie. Marissa Tomei is gorgeous in that movie. Yeah, what she won it for Best Supporting Actress. Yep. It, um, I think you can watch that on Tubi for free. I just saw. So okay, that's right. the one I love. It's got Daniel Russo in it. You know, hey, the Karate Kid. It's one know. of my all time. I just. Fucking love that movie. It's just Every a good movie on, to watch. It's just, yeah, it's just yeah, it's a remote drop. I, I, I totally agree if I've seen it before. You oh have not God. seen that movie. Uh, Two Utes. There's been a fucking lot of that tonight, and it's weird. It is. It's and crazy weird. <laughs> I love Scotch. There's been a lot of this tonight. <laughs> mostly, mostly me. Mostly but me. But now it's you two. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the two BBK fucking guys on here. <laughs> I've never seen that. That settles it. I'm picking that for a movie we're gonna do. I would, that would be fun. That's That'd a great fun. one. Yeah. I, I Just would to like make to watch, watch it. it. Right. I will watch it if you tell me to watch it. <laughs> Even the was the the actor that played Herman Munster. Oh, um, <laughs> he plays the the judge. And yeah, it's great. He's, he's really really good in it. Yeah. Like I said, I I will watch it if you tell me to watch it for the pod. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> P man, what do you got here, man? What what's your streaming recommendation? I'm gonna go with Miller's Crossing. Nice. It's actually a Cohen brother movie. Uh huh. Ethan directed it, but both of them did the screenplay. Uh huh. And uh, great movie. Uh, if you like the Cohen brothers, you're gonna like it. If you like. Gangster movies, you're going to like it and uh, can't go wrong. It's always weird with those guys now because it's like sometimes it is one of them or it's both of them. And it's like trying to figure out, wait, is this both? Is this one? 
What do we got going here? Dig but, it. All right. All right. Scotch. So I'm going to do something a little bit different in a way because this is an independent movie and it's kind of inspired by our draft that we're going to be doing next week, which is, it was interesting because as I was researching the draft, this movie popped up on this list and I was so stoked because I actually know a good friend of mine was in this movie. And just a preview, we are doing most memorable body disposal. Correct. So my good friend, Patrick Day, um, he's done a lot of really cool. He was in Ernest Goes to Camp way back in the day. He's just <laughs> one of those wor working actors. Lots of classics of cinema. Exactly. Okay. So good friend of mine, he actually, he's, he's the macho nacho to my mouth trumpet with the children's album that I did a long time ago. Anyway, he's in this movie. It's called Favor. And it's an independent film, and it got a, a bunch of great awards at some uh, independent film festivals. It's on Amazon Prime, and it's literally like the, their, their tagline is, a friend helps you move, a good friend helps you move a body. Ah. And the whole movie- Body disposal. It's a, it's a, it's the, that's what the whole movie's about, is getting rid of a body. And so um, definitely something I'm probably not going to draft next week, because nobody knows anything about this movie, but I watched it. My friend Patrick is so fucking good in this, and I'm and I, I'm I'd love people to watch it to because I obviously I'm it's skewed because I he's my friend, but he's really fucking good. He's the guy with the beard in the movie. He's one of the main stars, and check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. All right, let's move on. We've got some stream recommendations for you. Let's move on to our next category. Here we go. No jet watch for Maverick mixed up on that goose stick. Iceberg list Titanic, Leo's drawing that nude shit. Jim fucks Nadia like we all thought he should. Ricky and Doughboy get the fuck out the hood. Luke hooks up with Leia just like he's intending. It's time for a reshelf and alternate endings. I really hope people listen to this like and have a decent stereo system in their car because I appreciate that bass. That bass, because I was fucking listening to to our last episode. And I've got a pretty decent little Bose system in my in my truck, and it, it hits. Pumps. It, hits. <laughs> it does. It hits. I would love, dude. I mean, my dream in life is to like pull up at some intersection and some guy rolls up with his windows down, and that part's playing, <laughs> and I'm feeling. It. I'm like, oh shit, I feel that. And I was like, oh shit, that's our uh, that's our theme song. Yeah, <laughs> that would be badass. Yeah. That's like a life dream. There, um, we are on the uh, reshelf alternate endings, so we can either take this movie and apply, apply it to a different type of genre, or we can just give it an alternate ending. That's what we do here. Um, I mean, if you're thinking of some lyrics of that that little alternate endings bumper that we had, I mean, we're thinking like uh, the the boys don't kill Billy Bats. Like, what? How how do their lives change if they don't kill Billy Bats? Right. I mean, they're one of them or more of them is going to get killed. Eventually, right. But does Billy Bat's situation does that change the whole outcome for the mob? Well, definitely. Uh, yeah, Pesci probably doesn't get whacked, and and uh, gets made. Yeah, he gets made, and and they all live happily ever after. Probably Maybe not. Well, don't think happily ever after. Yeah. But I don't know. Henry <laughs> Henry getting a coke. Anytime you start involving the whole yeah. the 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 cocaine, cocaine that becomes cocaina. There's a cocaine. Cocaine. Once that gets involved, it's usually bad. It's kind of weird because, like, this is based off a true story, you know, and, and, and you know, we want to change the ending to it. But I tell you what, I kind of wanted to see Henry get whacked because he's, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. He's, he's a womanizer. He cheats on, on her fucking the whole movie. He's got bitches all over the place. 
he's on drugs and shit and, and Karen doesn't deserve it, deserve him. And, uh, so I would have liked to see him. And we don't ever see like, is he, is he a loving father? Does he care about his kids? Like he's got kids. They they don't really show him doing much for his kids ever. Yeah. Yeah. Except for just berating his wife while she's trying to like drop off food to him in, in, in prison. His only real value is how he says Karen and (laughs) Karen, 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 Karen. Um, that, that is good. And I was thinking those, those, those same lines. It's, it's tough to think of like an alternate ending when you got a, like kind of a, a factual semi real life movie. Right. Um, I, what I thought about was I want to see, you know, they have that very kind of t- very tension driven scene where Karen is talking to Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got some of these nice dresses. You go down, just, just right farther. down there, a little further. Yeah. If he actually wax Karen at that point if, if she gets killed how does Henry how does he react in this situation does he just bounce like be like fuck they killed her I, I might as well just or does grab he my turn kids into fucking leave Liam Neeson and fucking, turn, like, fucking take him or that's what I, I just say does he want to go full on revenge style where he's well, just like I'm, I'm causing just, I'm, I'm killing everybody like it would have been interesting to see his character in that moment where the I mean when we say the love of his life no it's not the love of his life. He treats her like shit. Well, but I would say in his own demented, sick mind, yes. Yeah. Okay. So it, how does he react? Does he be like, this is my get the fuck out of Dodge, like I need to bounce and, and escape? Or is this like, oh, good. I don't have to worry about that anymore. And, and, and Or does he realize, okay, the end is near for me, so I need yeah. to now either right. revenge or bounce. Well, that is totally, you totally took my... Uh, my uh, rewriting of the ending there. Okay. Because I was going to say, yeah, when she walks in there, she walk, I want to know what happens if she walks down that little alleyway. And was it even the guys? Because she kind of sees those guys and they kind of like like go, shh, 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 like they kind of like stop think, talking. I think she things. was supposed to go in there and I think they were going to whack. Those are the guys that were going to yeah. do that? Okay. Yeah. yeah, and I think that if she gets whacked, then, you know, Henry. Ray Liotta just straight up goes John Wick on him. And yeah. yeah. Goes after Bloodbath revenge. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Which would have been a fun because so the one thing about I, we we didn't really I talk about this I meant to bring this up honestly the last part of the movie like the last like thirty minutes of the movie I was kind of like okay I'm ready you're ready for the, the coke movie. scene yeah like all the once once he gets into the coke I was kind of done and so maybe a little bit of fucking you know John Wick at the end you know <laughs> maybe might have might have been fun maybe he turned to vampires at the end. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, uh, R.I.P. Nate, but like, uh, you know, um, I'm trying to think who would be the, the correct vampire in this situation. I mean, is it Polly? Is, um, is he the head vampire? Well, I was, I was going to say maybe uh, um, Tommy comes back. They, they tried to whack him, but he actually wasn't really dead. And, and he shows up in, at the end. I'd say Jimmy. So I don't know. Jimmy's kind of the. I think Jimmy's the, the head vampire. Okay. You know what's interesting? Is, and that would is, be, of course, Goodfellas After Dark. Right. Yep. After dark. After dark. <laughs> till dawn. Till dawn. Until dawn. <laughs> Goodfellas till dawn. Goodfellas after dark. There's that's a like whole a, different a, situation. That's a Skinamax movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Goodfellas uh, after dark. <laughs> I might have seen that movie once or twice. Oh boy. De Niro wasn't in this movie as much as I remember him being in this movie. He really wasn't in it all that much. Yeah. It doesn't seem like, but Okay. Because he's a vampire. P Man, you got anything for us? Alternates, reshelves? What you thinking? I'm a Michael Imperioli fan from 
both from Sopranos and his short stint on uh, Law and Order. Dong dong. <laughs> and so what happens Turn that the spider <laughs> instead of saying go fuck yourself uh tommy if he just gets him a seven and seven ah. does he work his way up through the ranks and eventually is the big boss i mean this is a this is a long view right yeah but what spider story if he doesn't get plugged there at the poker game yeah that's true interesting i like that yep maybe he's the vampire oh i don't know yeah, he comes back. Yeah, he could fuck a lot of shit up if he was the vampire because he's got some revenge on his mind. Um, again, I still question what what they they were playing. It seems like poker. They were always holding cards and there was money in the in the table, but it looked very chaotic and like it didn't really you couldn't really tell exactly what they're doing here. Maybe they're playing I don't know spades something I don't know. But I was was confused. What are they actually playing? I want to I want to find out. Hmm. Looked like poker to me. I mean, yeah, I thought it was poker. They're just playing stud. Are they playing I, like hold them? Like what? What do we got going here? I look too much into it. I guess. What, what, yeah. What is gangster <laughs> poker? It's probably AC Doocy. AC Doocy. The most gangster of all games. <laughs> Looks like Go Fish to me. Go Fish. <laughs> all right. Well, folks, uh, that's it. I think we've got our alternate endings. Um, we've we've talked and we haven't done this in a while, but movie ending songs. But you know, what? Scorsese, he's kind of a legend when it comes to those 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 music drops. So we're going to just let him be. We're not going to try to fuck with that at all. Um, all right. Next week. I'm sitting here looking at the, the two individuals that are our uh, guests. And I think we're going to let them come back next week in, in draft. We're going to see if they can step up to the game. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's a little nerve wracking because there's going to be two BBK members drafting. And two rookies. And two rooks showing up to show off their skills. So let's see what happens. Um, and what are we drafting? We, we're going to draft earlier. the most memorable body disposal. And, and understand, we didn't say dead body. We didn't say human body. Nope. We didn't say any of that. So we're going to find out. We're going to do some studying. Study up, folks out there. Think about what are your picks. Most memorable body disposal scenes in movies. And we're going to talk about that next week with a full-on draft. We're going to have a classic judge showing up that has done... Uh, some great performances before let's see what he brings to the table next week folks hit us up on the socials leave some reviews thank you again to our guests matty marlowe the real drunk podcast that is available everywhere you can listen to pods on spotify apple pods anywhere you want to listen to it it is available they just recently did the episode uh so i married an axe murderer Great, great episode. Movie. It's a great episode. Great Check movie. It out. <laughs> and they've got a guest who's actually been on the BBK pod, yeah, Liza, yeah. who helped Liza, us yep. brew the uh, the uh, the second edition of the BBK IPA. Right. Um, Liza is a guest on that pod. It should be great. Oh, it's it's great. It's hilarious. We had a great time doing it. Check it out. P man, thanks for so much for hanging out with us, buddy. It's been Good a blast. Yeah, and we'll looking uh, forward to the draft. Yeah, It'll we'll, be fun. Yep, we'll see you. It's next gonna time. be great. You're gonna get to listen to an episode where you're like, oh my gosh, I I lived that. And it's it is weird because like the, it's kind of and they're going to come out like a week and two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. You're going to get to feel that whole feeling of like, oh, do I remember that? It's actually kind of fun. Even when I edit this shit, I still love listening to it because it's like, <laughs> oh my god, I don't remember us talking about that. Yeah. Oh wow. wow, I was a I was an asshole in that. I said pod. dick a lot. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, folks, take care. We'll see you next week. Scotch. Bye bye.
Rick and Brad, your favorite podcast. Let's start this thing.